Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dwayne's. What always great to have your company. Thanks to all of you who've dialed that number so far. That Warwickia open line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Don't forget the EV nine is available to test drive today at Warwickia. You can drop down to Warwickia and see the team. They'd love to see you, David, Janan, Aid, Jim, the whole team. Uh, down there. Great to have your company on Dwayne's World. Great to have Phil Murphy back on Dwayne's World. He's live from Vegas, or I think he's in an airport right now after spending the week in Vegas. Let's get the wash-up on the Super Bowl. You watched it. Uh, everybody's been talking about it. We talked a lot of AFL in the opening of this show. Okay. Your thoughts on Vegas? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. And yesterday's Super Bowl. Keep your text coming through as well on that 40 Winks temper text, 0433981116, because I'd love to have a chat to you about your thoughts on it. Phil, welcome to you. Great to have you back. Dwayne, great to chat to you. I'm happy to give my thoughts on Vegas. I was there for eight days, but uh, we survived it, and the NFL survived it, and actually put on a heck of a Super Bowl. So you've been to Vegas before. What was different about Vegas this time around, given the Super Bowl was there? Well, I mean, I've been there before for a lot of UFC events and things of that nature, mm-hmm. NBA Summer League and whatnot. But, I mean, the grandest stage in American sport is the Super Bowl. So you combine the entertainment capital of the world with the biggest sporting event we have on offer. It just felt like much of the NFL world had this date circled on the calendar that it was a time in which, okay, if I'm going to go to a Super Bowl, even if I'm not attending the game, just partake in the week, Vegas is going to be the one. And I got to tell you, the, the word that keeps coming to mind with the execution of all the events and media demands and parties and festivities and all that, it was smooth. I mean, it, it was it, logistically, operationally, things were smooth. People went out, had a good time. I didn't really get a whiff of any trouble or anything like that. It felt safe. It felt uh, like, a, like a celebration. I think the NFL, whenever they have the opportunity to, to announce the next round of Super Bowls, Vegas will be in the mix. This will be a venue that will get it every six or seven years. I think fans will love it. Players stayed uh, away from the strip. They were healthy ways away. But um, I'm sure the Chiefs got out and enjoyed themselves after last night's win. Is that because it's got the infrastructure to, to house so many people? It's got the hotels. It's got the nightlife. It can keep everyone happy. Mate, that's exactly it. And, and any time we'd go to an event, you know, we'd be dropped at a hotel. And everything's just so large. You don't realize that on the Strip. Everything seems so condensed. But once you actually venture into these hotels, I mean, you're walking for feels like one, two, three kilometers indoors when you're like going up escalators, down escalators. These convention, mm-hmm. set, um, these convention centers are so just vast. Um, they have the space. Then the hotel staff is used to it. And for them, you know, it doesn't matter. The NRLs go in there in a few weeks. Um, you know, Super Bowl, whether it's a political event, they're just accustomed to hosting people. It's the entertainment capital of the world, but they, 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 they got hospitality down pat. So it just felt like everything was just very smooth. And I think 
most of the fans with whom I've uh, I've discussed the week with, how they're enjoying themselves, they had a fantastic time. And again, it's all punctuated by a game that, that we're going to remember for a long time. It's, it's on the short list of the best Super Bowls we've seen. Yeah, so the first half was pretty ordinary, but you know, mistakes and defense, and yet the second half and overtime, extra time was just unbelievable. So tell me, I mean, you were there, so what was it like in the build-up to it? Were you a little worried early on with Mahomes not able to produce any magic, or was this the story that was always going to happen? It was always going to be the Mahomes come from behind, Kelsey getting his hands on the ball, Taylor Swift going crazy. Was it always building to that kind of finish for you? No, I think I think there was like a bit of tension about halftime and even into the second half. I had a, an in-game update, and I, I told the boys up in the booth, who I think did a fantastic job calling the game. Chris Fowler, Dan Arlovsky, Lewis Riddick were absolute aces on the call for ESPN. I did a, a, a cross with them during the game, and I was like, guys, we've had seven punts and five fumbles and four plays in the red zone. It's been it's been kind of sparse offensively, but it just felt like the margins were small and eventually these teams would find their rhythm. And they both kind of did at the same time. And that's what produced such a great game is that, yeah, it was a slow start, but we had a, we had a full almost fifth quarter. We were three seconds shy of a full fifth quarter in terms of time played. It's the longest Super Bowl we've ever seen. So it did, it did make up for a slow first half, having the second half comeback, Chiefs coming back from double digits down. I think that's how this game will be remembered. And again, once we look at a box score in future years, say, oh yeah, there was a slow start to that game. But how things built through the third and fourth quarters and certainly into the overtime uh, made it worth the wait. Yeah, so I watched a little bit of the, well, I watched a lot of your call, mainly the ESPN call on Foxtel, the Australian call that we got, and a little bit of the Channel 7 Tony Romo as well call, just to see what the difference was like. And I, it, it was amazing to me in some ways that it was pretty much the same. It was all about what is the Mahomes legacy? What is the Mahomes magic going to produce? here it, it's now in the at the point where well there's an old saying what well, that's become a a trendy saying now that you, you just don't bet against Mahomes. is that what we're going to have going forward yeah i learned that the hard way all week people were asking for a tip and i said san francisco in a close <laughs> low scoring game and i'll be darned Dwayne. i was looking i was looking pretty good for a while I was looking good, <laughs> you know even even into overtime so the the chiefs had a fourth down and short in their own territory and had they gotten the ball first, it would have been a situation in which they punted, but knowing they needed four downs to convert, it was just, man, even they get they get on the wrong end of down the distance. It's like, it's not, is this guy going to figure this out? It's how is he going to figure it out? I think we see that as fans, and certainly the players feel it on the field, both the confidence in the Chiefs huddle and the, the trepidation in the opposing huddle. And there's a real mystique about it that very few quarterbacks have ever had, but Patrick Holmes is on that list. And the crazy thing about it is he's only 28 years old. I mean, you could make a very easy argument that his best days are ahead of him. And that's a scary proposition for the rest of the league. So is Tom Brady in trouble? You think Mahomes, well, there's a, there's a uh, few yeah. already saying that he's, he's up there anyways. He's gone past him. But in terms of numbers, he's not. But in terms of his wherewithal, he is? Well, that's the only thing that's, that he's got against him is time. You know, Tom Brady, he had three Hall of Fame careers in one. If you look at Tom Brady's numbers when he was in his 20s and his 30s and then his 40s, any one of those sections would make a Hall of Fame career. Patrick Mahomes is in the first third of that, and a lot is, is left to happen. But we haven't seen anybody get to this fast of a start. And in any race, in any, in any sporting event, you know, it, 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 it's a full game. We're talking about career legacy. But nobody has matched Mahomes' start to this point. Where he goes from here is up to him. It's up to his organization. 
He's going to be on the Chiefs for the near future. He signed a 10-year contract just a couple years ago. He's not going anywhere, but a lot of that is operationally how the rest of the Chiefs continue to get there. It's just he's he's been a starting quarterback for six years, and they've had six conference championship game berths. I mean, that, that puts him in the final four of the NFL every season. And if you put him in the last four, you say, hey, one of these teams is going to win two games and be crowned Super Bowl champions. It's hard to bet, bet against the guy. We've seen it now do it three times before. The decision for the 49ers to take the ball first in extra time, uh, giving Mahomes the opportunity to know what he had to do with four downs every time he knew he had to do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit curious, and it's, it's unique as well. It, it, through much of NFL history and football history, uh, when you know team that scored first in overtime, it was sudden death, sudden victory, I guess we call it now, where the team that scores first wins. And then, then that evolved to, okay, well, if the team – gets the ball first and scores a touchdown then it's over well now the rules have evolved still that both teams are guaranteed to have the ball so once having the advantage of knowing what you need to do you would think that you'd want the ball second on our espn call dan arlovsky postulated that okay strategically san francisco would want to have the ball second having won the toss in overtime but it could have been a situation in which they were fatigued and if you're a head coach looking at your defense and thinking we're tired now you have a tough decision to make. Do you allow your guys the opportunity to rest and be fully energized to try and defend a generationally great quarterback? Or do you give him the added bit of insight knowing what he needs to accomplish and match? And they chose the latter, and it ended up costing him. There was a, you know, a game's not played in a vacuum, but fourth and one in your own territory. I would think that had Kansas City gotten the ball first, facing a fourth and one at their own 38-yard line, they would have punted it away. And now all San Francisco mm-hmm. needs to do is score in any capacity, and they would win. But Kansas City, knowing that San Francisco had scored, they had to take that fourth down. They ended up converting it, and we know what happened. They drove the length of the field, 13 plays, 75 yards, and got the touchdown. So I think that's a, that's a decision that's going to haunt Kyle Shanahan. But it's hard to question him in the moment if his motive was, my team's tired. I need to give them the best possible chance of stopping Mahomes. They were one play away on one occasion for sure, but then they, they were also in some favorable down-and-distance scenarios. It's not like the defense played poorly. It's just the best player in the NFL today made the plays when he needed to. Talking to Phil Murphy from, well, the airport in Vegas, ESPN analyst who's been good enough to give us some of his time after a pretty busy week. More women than ever are watching the NFL. Now, is it off the back of partly the world's most powerful woman, the, the richest female entertainer ever, Taylor Swift? Why, why are more women watching the NFL than ever, Phil? Well, I think the NFL's made, a, made a, an explicit decision to market to the, that demographic. Um, you know, they, they've had different uh, even seminars in cities to teach the game and come out and learn the game. And, and again, you know, it, I, I think there's sport fluency that goes all the way through. But in the very small corners of America in which – there wasn't NFL interest. The uh, Taylor Swift saga has started to cover some of that. Dwayne, I'll tell you, post-game, I was on the field, and um, my, my, you know, the, 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 the imperative for me was just get the best video you can. And I was standing on the rail of the trophy ceremony, and I saw Taylor Swift talking to Harrison Butker, the Chiefs kicker. I said, you know, there's Taylor Swift, 10 meters away from me. Let me see what I can get. So I just, cell phone camera, 20 seconds. She was congratulating him because he made a very long field goal. And then Mm. somebody chimed in and told her that was a Super Bowl record, the 57-yard kick. And she was genuinely excited. Congratulations, that's amazing. You must be so happy. That was the video. That's it. Nothing nothing terribly exciting. Dwayne, that video has 1.5 million views, 3,300 hours of views, 
41,000 likes. That is, that is an appetite. And that's a market that you can't, I, I can't, I don't know how many followers I've picked up just from that video, but there's interest. She's the greatest pop star in the world. She was on site and she, she seems to be a, from everything I can see, a genuine fan of this team. And, you know, my wife was like, did you, did you get some of the confetti she was standing around? I mean, <laughs> that's just, you know, what she's, that's the level of interest it is. So the NFL, they're a marketing machine. Um, and this one, I think they just got lucky with in that, Oh, you know, it, Last year in America, the top 100 watched TV shows, 93 were NFL games, 93 of 100. Wow. Three of the remaining seven were college football games, so you only have four left. One of those four was the, the TV show that aired after the Super Bowl. I mean, they have about maxed out market here. It's why they're looking to grow the game internationally. But that little piece, they haven't quite you know, covered. I, they, they got a little more ground there because the Swifties are in, and they just happen to be uh, flying the flag of Chiefs Kingdom. They're all very happy today. So aura-wise, as starstruck as you've ever been, you've seen, well, you've probably been around Tiger Woods or LeBron was there. Um, yeah. I know what it was like when I was sort of within touching distance of Tiger and Greg Norman quite a while ago now. But um, it's, is that a starstruck or is aura-wise? How was it for you? I mean, you know, you appreciate the talent. I think, you know, had my wife been there, she would have been in tears. But yeah. I, I appreciate the, the musical talent, you know. But yeah, for me, it would it would be it would be someone in the sporting world that would make me truly starstruck. And you're right, some of the guys you mentioned, I've been fortunate enough to be around, and that's just, you know, you kind of sense that aura and like, man, you're the reason that you're part of the reason that I love what I do. I love mm. love watching sport. Seeing her, it was it was cool, and I. I I almost I almost didn't post the video because I was like, well, who's going to care about this? Well, apparently, a lot of people, um, <laughs> and I'm glad I did. But it's, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it it, it it it. I think it does just. Um, I don't know. It was it was it was cool to see somebody go so far out of their way, literally going from Tokyo down to I believe her next show's in Melbourne. She's on the yeah. starting the Australian leg of her tour, having a uh, a layover in Las Vegas, which is not direct, but just to be there, celebrate with the team. And I tell you, she won over a lot of fans in the stadium at Allegiant Stadium. They put her on the board. And whatever whatever beverage she had, she downed in one swig, like an absolute legend. And the stadium erupted for it. So she won over the seventy thousand in attendance, saying, "All right, that that is the action of a proper proper American football fan." Good on you. Yeah, it's crazy here in Melbourne at the moment. The amount of uh, articles, uh, the amount of publicity that she's getting, but it's not crazy in some respects because I kind of understand it. Uh, this this new high flying, powerful woman. It's a it's a beautiful sight to behold. Usher, how was he before you go? How was halftime? Oh, I, th I thought it was brilliant. It was a 15-minute show compared to the 12, and I think he did a very good job of saving the best for last. It was a, I don't want to say a slow build because there's a connotation there that was, that, you know, it was entertaining objectively, but every song got more entertaining and energetic, and the field got more full as it came on. You could tell him watching in there, they were releasing the fans onto the field in waves, so you had, you know, a very small group on the field at first for the first few minutes of the show, and then greater still until the point every corner of the field was covered as he was going through confessions and, and an album that you know came out my first year at uni that he was number one on the billboard charts here in the states for 28 weeks in a row i mean that was, that was the entirety of my getting to college you know getting my first college girlfriend going through a breakup he spoke to me in a way i can't carry a tune with a paper bag but he was somebody who, you know i listened to a lot of so to see him perform and see the classic that i knew uh it was, it was a great show and so you know certainly uh, for me tick the box and I'm happy I, I, I stayed and watched it and didn't, you know, step away to 
to grab a you know a refill of my water or something. But yeah, it was a uh, it was very cool to see the energy in the arena was great. Great. I haven't yet seen the broadcast on TV, so I don't know how it translated. But in arena, it was very cool. Phil, great to have you. I really appreciate uh, how often you've been available to us on the show. So, congratulations on the job you did with ESPN yesterday, and thanks again for joining me today. We, I can't wait to talk again soon. Dwayne, thanks so much. I, I did as best I could with my voice. I've been doing a lot of talking over the last couple of days. I'm ready for a couple of days off, but it's always great to chat to you before I go uh, I go disappear for a little bit. Oh, you'd be cozy in that business class seat in a matter of minutes. So we'll talk soon, Phil. Great to have you. Phil Murphy from ESPN. So over to you. We've got a Signet Boost Power Bank to give away, 44.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Your thoughts on the Super Bowl, and we'll wrap it all up. The Super Bowl straight after this. You with Dwayne's World.